1: it is WWE week. Are you aware of that? starts today, actually. We got a Raw show. We got a SmackDown show. We got NXT on the USA Network. We have Tribute to the Troops and more all coming up this week as part of WWE week. We'll talk about all of the matches scheduled for Raw, SmackDown, Tribute to the Troops. We have an update on Rich Swan. He's scheduled to be in court. Actually, I think he's already been in court today. But one way or the other, we have an update on him. As well as the planned match for tonight that obviously is no longer taking place. With him fighting for a shot to face Ento Amore for the Cruiserweight title. Also, we may have breaking news here on the show today. Sylvester Stallone on his Instagram. He put up a photo... It's like a Photoshop of, of Brock Lesnar in the octagon. And Lesnar is throwing a punch. And Stallone is parrying, or whatever, to avoid it. And underneath it reads, Big challenges come in all shapes and forms. Very cool announcement at noon. Hashtag Rocky Balboa 1976. Hashtag Brock Lesnar. Well, it's noon right now. So I'm waiting on Stallone to give us this news. There are rumors, at least, that perhaps Brock Lesnar will be playing the son of Ivan Drago in Sylvester Stallone's next film. Maybe we'll find out by the time this show goes off the air. But that's the rumor. That's on Stallone's Instagram. You can head up there and check that out. If you want to give us a call here today, we have plenty of time. No Dr. Lucha here today. Phone number 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411, toll free. You can send your text messages to 425 And we'll be right back, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: We're back here in the show, Wrestling Observer Live. Brian Alvarez here, WrestlingObserver.com. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. Lots of people calling here today. Got lots of time for phone calls. No guests here today, including Dr. Lucha. He'll be on later on this week. He was busy. That's why he's not here today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was busy. He got a lot to get into here, and I am going to start with the word, obviously, that Rich Swan has been released, as we talked about yesterday, and all we really know today is that the terms of his release include, quote, no direct or indirect hostile contact with his wife, Sue Young. So note that it does not say no direct or indirect contact. It is no direct or indirect hostile contact. Which means they can continue to live together. He just can't do anything that would be construed as hostile. Not sure exactly how you enforce that. Other than, I guess if he does anything, she's got to call the police. But that's the update. And as of this moment, he remains indefinitely suspended by WWE. And until this whole thing is settled, he will not be back. And he may never be back. The planned match tonight has been completely removed from WWE.com. So yesterday, they were batting around ideas to go through with the number one contenders match to determine a contender for Enzo Amore, but it may not even be happening now. It may happen, it may not happen. I guess we have to wait till Raw, because I don't think they're going to be promoting much about this uh, anywhere today on WWE.com. This story got a lot of play yesterday. Made the Associated Press, which means it made the New York Times, a number of other outlets as well. Our excellent producer, Dom, his own mother heard about this story and asked him about it, so it's not something that flew under the radar, we'll put it that way. No, it
5: did not. I don't know if I should add anything to that or not, if you want me to add anything to that or not, but uh, I would, if I'm WWE, let this go through the cycle of a week uh this is a good thing about 205 live flying under the radar is nobody's going to expect to care about that match that you announced last week i'm sure a couple people will but for the most part you can completely wwe style just blow past it and ignore it and on 205 live make small mention i guess whatever you have to do to get out of it have whatever match you're going to have there And then, voila, Raw next Monday, you show the highlights of what happened on 205 Live, and now we've got our match all set up for what's coming next. How
1: about that? Well, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on?
6: Hey, how's it going, Brian? This is Ben from Los Angeles. I had a question looking into the future for you. Uh, If and when uh, Ronda Rousey makes her debut, do you think a WrestleMania between Ronda Rousey and Asuka uh could be streak versus streak or first loss the winner would uh defeat the other person for the first
1: loss well that would be a long time from now because if she's wrestling in WrestleMania this year it's going to be the horse women versus horse women match i mean that's been the plan all along and i don't see them changing that so that would mean you'd have to wait until the following years WrestleMania which would be a very, very long time for the main roster WWE to not beat Asuka. So,
5: Wait a second. It's also taking into account that Ronda Rousey would be a full-time WWE superstar to the point of having a streak worth trying to break, which I just still can't believe is going to
1: happen until I see it. Well, I mean, she could still—I she could still. I want to thank you very much for the call. She could, Every pay-per-view? No, not at every pay-per-view, but she could be on a Brock Lesnar pay-per-view schedule. And yeah, like 8 no like by the time the next one rolls around? Five, yeah, sure. Five pay-per-views undefeated on all of them. I mean, it's Just still don't do what they do
5: with Charlotte, beat her in a tag match, and then say she's still undefeated.
1: Yeah, they they uh, impacted that as well. I mean, she was still undefeated in pay-per-views. Technically. Let's yeah. go to the phones. You're on the air. What's up? Now let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on?
5: How are you doing, um,
6: Brian? How are you doing today?
1: Very good. How are you doing?
6: I'm doing good. I'm um, I, before I ask my question. can I talk about the Rich Swan arrest for a second. Sure. Yeah, um, I just uh, I just hope I'm happy that his um, wife is okay because when I first heard the reports, I thought, oh, something is gonna really happen. And luckily, she's okay. And I hope Rich Swan gets the help he needs because I hope this arrest wakes him up and probably sees that like you can't be doing this stuff today in 2017. You can't you can't. Like abused um, women, especially your wife. And th- th- Dude, forget twenty
1: seventeen. I mean, ever.
6: Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Especially, yeah. This is, uh, yeah. Um. So my question is that um. Doesn't seem weird that like WWE, they um suspend Rich Swan for this crime, but when Emma got arrested for shoplifting a crime that she didn't commit, um, she got fired. Doesn't seem weird. Like I don't I don't understand why why Rich didn't get fired. But I think he deserved to get fired from for this crime.
1: Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. First off, there are a lot of people that think that Rich Swan should be fired. But here's here's the big difference, if I recall correctly, and if I'm wrong if I'm wrong, someone can point this out to me, okay? Good. So like as far as a Rich Swan thing goes, I mean, the bottom line is that she claimed one thing, and he claimed another thing. And so, to WWE, well, let's let the courts decide what happened, and then we'll make our, our final move. So, they they have indefinitely suspended the guy, but they have not fired him yet, I guess because they're going to wait to see who's telling the truth. Now, the problem here is, her side of the story was backed up by witnesses. So that probably doesn't bode well for Rich Swan. Yeah, but that's but, what
5: WWE as a corporation can wait and and let the justice system meet things out sure. because but hold on essentially
1: this man is on ice. But hold on so, so the other thing is, with Emma, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, there was there was security camera footage of her leaving without paying. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I don't know what actually happened. It
5: was an iPhone case or something ridiculous. Sure, like I
1: don't know what happened. I mean, listen, I i mean, this is a stupid analogy, but it happened. Like, I, we were going to do a, a, uh, a Whale Scout party or something like that, and Whitney ordered a cake, and I was supposed to go pick up the cake and bring it to the party. So <laughs> I went, and I picked up the cake, and I brought it to the party. Uh-huh. When I got there, I turned out she hadn't paid for the cake yet. I was supposed uh-huh. to pay for it. So basically, I stole a cake. (laughs) You're a cake thief? I'm a cake thief. Now, I went back to the store. I hope you got your just desserts for this. I went back to the store and I explained to them, look, I I thought my wife had paid for this. She didn't. Here's the cake. And I paid for it. Everything was fine. But I mean, yeah, she may have accidentally walked out without paying for an iPhone case. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But at the end of the day, there was security camera footage of her walking out without paying for it. And so I guess in their minds, they thought, well, look, I mean, here's the footage. We got to fire her. And they brought her back very shortly thereafter. So who knows what happened? But in in situations like this, especially with a he said, she said, I mean, WWE, they are just going to wait and they're going to find out and they're going to let it play out. I mean, it's not like he's on TV tonight and he's doing matches. And you know he's going to be on TV until they figure out what actually happened. I mean, he's indefinitely suspended, so that's it. They're they're different situations. Did I mentioned WWE Week. Yes, yes, you did at the beginning.
5: So amazingly, on the USA Network,
1: amazingly, without the Rich Swan match, we still have four matches announced for tonight that I am going to read over and over again because almost assuredly something will be changed, and then we can point out that. They change their minds all the time. It is Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. No idea whether the Intercontinental title will be on the line. Samoa Joe, Dean Ambrose. This is the first time these guys have ever wrestled on a televised WWE program. Maybe ever in their careers, for all I know. We have Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. And we have Kane versus Braun Strowman. Will they go all out with this match, or is it going to be another teaser? guess we'll find out tonight. And then tomorrow, Nakamura versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton in the respective corners. And we got the lineup for Tribute to the Troops as well. We'll start on that after the break, Wrestling Observer Live.
2: you are listening
0: to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports
1: Byline Broadcasting Network. A couple of notes here before we get going further. If you go to my Twitter at Brian Alvarez, pinned up there at the top, a link to grab your copy of Death of WCW, which is available right now on Amazon.com. You can grab the hardcover edition, which actually I think is sold out, so maybe you can't grab that one. I got one of those. You got the soft cover edition, you have the Kindle edition, you have the audiobook, which I narrated, which you can grab free with an Audible free trial. If you go to Audible.com and do a free trial, you've never tried Audible before, it's free, and you get to choose two books, and you can choose Death of WCW. So you can you can get the audiobook free right now. And a couple of months ago, I opened up the mailbox and I tore open the package. And what was it? Why, a CD. The Death of WCW is available on an MP3 CD that you can buy for $8. Not available on cassette tape. Apologize for that. Maybe someday. Vinyl? No, I would actually love for it to be on vinyl. I'd read it again for vinyl. Oh, my God. But anyway, you can grab that today pinned up there at the top at my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez. Also on my Twitter that I retweeted here today. So... I may have some of this wrong, but I believe this is the gist of it. Paige was on Lillian Garcia's podcast. A very, very interesting interview in which she said, among things, she is no longer with Alberto Del Rio, which I think everybody knew. But basically, she went back to WWE. He's not in WWE. She's traveling all over. He's traveling all over. Just not working out. She needs to focus on her family, she says. She admits that, in fact, which I guess is not really much of an admission since WWE themselves stated it, when she failed her wellness test, it was for an illegal drug. And I guess the way she explained the story was, I failed, and so I tweeted, I forget what she tweeted out, but it was basically like a denial, obviously, which is what always happens. And she said, I did not expect WWE to flat out say that, no, in fact, you failed for illegal drugs. She was very upset about that because she wants to be a role model and not seen as, like, a party girl. So that was upsetting to her. She said that she <laughs> – what? Uh, her uh, – no, never mind. She said oh, that she is currently in therapy. I believe she said Rosa Mendez recommended a therapist to her, and she has been going to therapy, and basically she's trying to make everything right again. So That's good. There's a lot in the interview. You can check it out on Lillian Garcia's podcast, Chasing Glory, Podcast One. So head up there and check that out. We were talking earlier about people turning their lives around.
5: Well, and and look, I and I'm not all for that. It's just the... almost like the shock of being offended that like they didn't cover for you as you're trying to be a role model it's almost like the John Jones approach the thought mentality of like how dare you not back me when I'm trying to be a role model of the kids because they don't know that I like to get banged up and screw you if you don't like it but come on it's about the kids like come on (laughs) you know it's probably the best thing that could have happened was them calling her out I don't want to say it was the best thing could have happened but With the way things went, the fact that she is alive and kicking and now on the mend, great. Whatever happened to spark that and to make that come to fruition and to get her back on WWE TV where she has been sorely missed. And I am not the biggest Paige fan in the world or anything like that, but this is
1: great. I haven't seen it yet. But ahead of their match at the Tokyo Dome, Chris Jericho made a surprise appearance, got into it with Kenny Omega and an angle of this morning's World Tag League Finals, which, by the way, were won by Sonata and Evil. So they will be getting a shot at the IWGP Tag Team titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Makes sense. Versus the Killer Elite Squad. Omega and the Young Bucks defeated Rocky Romero, Show, and Yo at the show, with Omega pinning Romero with the one-winged Angel after the others had fought to the back. A video of Jericho aired following the match. He congratulated Omega asked if he's ready for Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome, and said, we'll find out who the best in the world is then, and told Omega he's going to beat the hell out of him. When the video stopped playing, Jericho appeared inside the ring, gave Omega the codebreaker. He continued to beat Omega down, hit him with the IWGP United States Heavyweight title, Omega juiced all over. over, laid out the referee, one of the young lions, before continuing to attack Omega, He briefly fought back until being hit with another codebreaker. Don Callis went into the ring to check on Omega as Jericho started to walk away, but Jericho came back and gave him a codebreaker. I can't believe it. This man's an executive and an announcer. He's not a wrestler. Exactly. Jericho doesn't work here. He continued to attack Omega before holding the U.S. title up. Then the Young Bucks ran out with a baseball bat to chase him off. As he went to leave, Jericho got on the mic and said he'll see everybody at the Tokyo Dome. Callus was taken out on a stretcher to close the angle, and Jericho later cut a brief promo on Instagram, saying the attack was his way of introducing himself to Omega ahead of their match. This morning's show marked the biggest, the final remaining stop on the road to the Tokyo Dome, which will host Wrestle Kingdom 12 on January 4th. Got all sorts of text messages here saying that this angle was awesome. Old school juice angle. And it's so simple.
5: Yeah. Hit him with the belt, knocked him on his rear, stomped on him, busted him wide open, took his blood, wiped it on his own face as the crowd jeered and disgusted as he touched the referee, threw him out of the ring, went back in the ring, attacked Don Callis. The crowd just scowled. There were a couple of random Y2J chants, but for the most part, they weren't happy. Now, with that said, do I think this is the main event of the show? Of course not. Japanese fans, at still Okada and Naito, but it is an interesting, it, it does raise the stakes a little bit that this is not going to be flashy, happy America style, maybe not, it, it's going to be, there's some some danger that's now attached to this, there's some serious attached to this, it's not just wacky gimmicks and videos and scarves, although Jericho's scarf never moved throughout this whole thing, and he was wearing his brand-new shirt that he's got that I could have sworn said Ralph's Club. I was really oh, hoping it, it said Ralph's, Ralph's Club. Oh, it didn't say Ralph's Club. Get out of here, Mike. I Come know, on. but I, well, I wish Club. it would have. It would have been Club. great.
1: Yeah, but how great would a Ralph's Club shirt have been? Dude, I want Ralph's to show up in the pre-show Battle Royal at the Tokyo Dome. I'd be fine with that. Kabuki's not going to be in it this year, I wouldn't think. versus says Brian, tired. that... Jericho Omega match was or angle was really well done. I'm surprised Don Callis took a bump. He did. See now that I think about it, I am too. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. What do you think of the usage of blood and the angle? Hey, listen. If you're gonna if you're gonna be the semi main event at the Tokyo Dome, bleed. <laughs> well, it's it's, the it's the one a thing simple that... angle to set it up and get a lot of heat. Yeah. And you don't
5: see it, and it was you don't see it, and if you don't see it again for a while, the next time they do it, it'll be okay too. And did it have to be done? No, could they have done something else? Sure, they could have. But I'm forty-one years old. I remember some really nasty blood feuds, and and to be honest, I think we I'm glad we've grown from that. But every once in a while, if you do something like this, and there's a professional doing it, eh, you know, I'm
1: not going to complain too much says i know that jericho is only doing the one show for new japan but you know if he's going to be at the new year's dash i have not heard that my my guess is this is absolutely 100 percent just a guess knowing chris jericho i don't think he's going to be at new year's dash i mean he showed up for the tokyo dome so
7: You never know
5: with Jericho, though. I mean, you know, obviously the, the press conference is going to be taking place. So that's, you know, somebody could have foreshadowed him being, you know, at the show today. I mean, it does not, it's not a shock that he was at the show, although everything ended up being really well done. And, you know, he always, I think it was the, the show with Batista where he talked about when it's, it's time to go out there and do these things. He likes to be on the tour and to work the next day at the dash or to do something there on the way out of, of leaving the country. Uh, I could absolutely see that, you know, I will, will it happen? Uh, maybe not, but I, if it did, I'm not going to fall over shocked at all
1: Mark says the possibility of Barack being in Rocky is interesting because shooting is scheduled to begin in March. It is interesting. I love that. I love that idea. I love everything about it. What's, what's, uh, Stallone waiting for here? I don't know, put
5: Rocky, when's the UFC 3 game come out? Make make Rocky and Apollo and Creed all downloadables into the UFC game. And, yeah, whatever it's going to take to iron out the script and whoever they get to, to play these guys, however it works. I think that's a really great spin on these stories. But then again, I'm, I'm somebody that grew up with the Rocky
1: stories, and I've loved all of them, so I'm all for this. Well, he just uh, posted this, the character of Adonis Creed. Reflects this generation. I believe it is important to have a director who is a part of it. That is why I think we are lucky to have Stephen Capel Jr., a wonderful new talent, take over the directorial chores and make the story as relatable as possible. He and Michael B. Jordan will deliver a knockout. But nothing, nothing yet on Brock Lesnar. Creed 2 will be the film. So we eagerly await if there will be an update from Sylvester Stallone here during the show today. That's so funny.
5: No, I just, I'm just i picturing, I'm just thinking about Rocky IV with uh, Brigitte Nielsen and Dolph Lundgren and, and Rocky and his training montages and all that stuff. The training I montage just, was awesome. It really was. And, and Brock, just the, the, the thought of the whole thing and – Rocky on the motorcycle and all that stuff, and Brock just somehow being in the series with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T and and you know the, the many people Tommy Morrison, the many if, people
1: have been in these things. If Brock Lesnar plays the son of Ivan Drago and does the same training montage with the same song, oh man, Oscar, oh man, yes, absolutely, it would be awesome. So yeah. back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
2: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. My joints used to kill me.
7: I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called oil can joint lubricant.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If you would like to give us a call here today, phone lines are open, no guests today. Toll free, 844-411-5411. That is toll free, 844-411-5411. Text messages can be sent to 425 425- 7807566. All of these numbers are available on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. The Tribute of the Troops show on Thursday. Here is the lineup. No spoilers, just the lineup. We have AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Jinder Mahal. We have The Shield versus Cesaro and Sheamus and Samoa Joe, also an A6 person. Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. We have Absolution versus Bailey, Sasha, and Mickey. And The New Day and the Usos versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable and Rusev and Aiden English. So, for all of you that plop down good money for Survivor Series, the only time during the year you'll see these brands together on a show. I guess they're not facing off, so I guess that's okay. But this is a combined Raw SmackDown show. Coming up on Thursday on the USA Network. And don't forget, NXT is on the USA Network on Wednesday as well. So for some reason, if you've never seen NXT, this will be your chance on Wednesday. Got a couple of uh, text messages to get into here today. How about Drew Gulak as a PowerPoint, and Hideo Itami appears on the first slide, then the second slide, and so on? <laughs> some reason, that's not how I pictured the debut of Hideo Itami on 205 Live. but I No, but if possible. you tell me
5: that they're going to do a Drew Gulak PowerPoint presentation
1: uh, from the second into the third hour, I wouldn't fall overshocked. This person says they should get Lana to play Brock's wife if he's in the Rocky film.
5: <laughs> yeah, just get Rusev in the Rocky film. He's handsome enough. Who was it? Bridget Nielsen? Brigitte Nielsen, yes. Be, and who was hooking be, up with, with Sylvester Stallone, I guess, around that
1: time. She should be Brock's mother. She would be Brock's mother, right? Is she still with Flavor Flav? I don't know. What are you asking me that for? Are you kidding me? I don't know. The says, Would the subscriptions of New Japan World around the Jericho Mega Match be a good indicator of how well they can do with U.S. fans? Jericho seems like the biggest star they can bring in to draw U.S. eyes. A potential Danielson or Punk match would probably be close, I'm not sure they would bring in fancy they don't already have the way that Jericho might. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I just don't know. I don't know how this is gonna do. I, I really have absolutely no idea how Jericho appearing on the show is going to affect the New Japan world subscription numbers. It should, but I don't know. Like if you if you aren't if you aren't following if you are following New Japan, okay? You're probably getting you've probably already gotten your New Japan World subscription if you're going to get it. And if you're that hardcore, is Jericho going to convince you to sign up if you haven't signed up already? And on the other hand, if if you don't know anything about New Japan World, but you are a Jericho fan, is his appearance on this one show, he hasn't signed He's appearing on one show. Is that appearance going to convince you to sign up for New Japan World, especially when Access TV has already announced you can see that match for free two days later? That's the most astonishing thing to me. That all this work going into selling subscriptions, then Access just announces the match is going to be airing for free two days later.
5: It's weird. Yeah, but we're in a society where, you know, you can watch the big boxing match a week later and people will still spend a hundred dollars for it. So it's something about the event and making you feel if you can make people feel like they're seeing an event and, and Jericho being on there is that thing, then they'll pay. And I think if you're not sure about it and you're seeing a nine ninety nine price tag I think you probably would be, if you're on the fence, I think you go ahead and do that. Now, it's just how to how many people is this really going to reach that don't already know about it or, or haven't already been moved to give it a shot? I don't know. We'll have to see. But, you know, the I, I guess sometimes we overthink this stuff. They have only gotten into America really last year with the two shows. Are they still growing? It seems like they are. Uh, the Young Bucks and Cody and the whole Bullet Club thing seems to be rolling around okay. Jericho being there is positive momentum, so maybe they will get a big influx of people. Now, will they hold on after January 5th? I guess we'll have to see, but
1: I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I just don't know how much it's going to help. This person here says, Do you think if Omega and Jericho have a great match, it could help as a leeway to Omega in WWE? I'm not sure if leeway is the proper word, but the answer to this is it doesn't matter if this is the greatest match in 2018 or the worst match of 2018. I mean, after all that Kenny Omega has done in 2017, both in terms of match quality and increasing attendance on every single show that he's been on, they would be absolutely, he could have the worst match anyone's ever seen. They'd be out of their minds not to want to sign him, in my opinion. So I don't think it matters one bit. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a good match. This person says, Imagine the match that Samoa Joe and Dean Ambrose could have if not for the PG rating. What does PG have
5: to do with anything? I, I, look, if you want them at cage of death, then great. If you want to envision that, but they don't need... Uh, the the blood feud or, or blood or a bunch of plunder to make a great match. It's Samoa Joe for God's sakes, and, and Dean Ambrose for as much as people bag on him when he's motivated and in there with the right people can be great. And <laughs> if that's what I would expect out of those two, whether they had a, a blade, a steel pipe, or, or or just a you know
1: trunks, and I'm okay with that. Person here says, Does Jinder losing in India pretty much spell the end of the Jinder Mahal run? Who knows, uh, dude? Let me tell you something. I talked about this yesterday. Even though I should have known better, when people said Is Jinder gonna beat Hunter in India? I said of course he's beating Hunter in India. Are you kidding me? Why in the world would Triple H beat Jinder in India? I said this I said this countless times. Wait a second. Wait, what? What do you mean, what? You said Triple H? I said Ginder was obviously going to beat Triple H in India. Uh, there's yeah, no so way Hunter was going to win. Yes, yeah, so that's right. You did say that. that was well, Whatever thought. Whatever I screwed up earlier is not what I said. What I said was, there's no way that Triple H is beating Jinder in India. I believe that with all of my heart. And then, of course, like an idiot, I believed it. And then Hunter goes and beats the guy in India. I mean, can you imagine? So, no, I don't know what's going on. Because, here's the thing. Logically, Jinder should not be beating AJ Styles for the title after losing to Triple H in India. Logically. But what are we talking about logic for? Because logically, Hunter should not have beaten Jinder in India. That's stupid. But they did it anyway. So, God only knows what they're going to do with this pay-per-view. I don't know. Jinder could win every title. Jinder could win the tag title. You could do anything. Hey, you can win the title back, but
5: there's part of me felt like remember when Sheamus was the king and Triple H the he the last time we saw him with Triple H he had actually got one over on Triple H hurt him or something like that. But then times had changed and Sheamus turned into a king and it was just awful and he ran away screaming for John Cena and the Nexus came and the next time he was in there with Triple H Triple H just completely eviscerated him and and walked out and. I'm not saying that this was an evisceration in India or anything like this. And maybe they play like it didn't even happen. But, you know, Triple H went out and put Roman Reigns over in Abu Dhabi. And that really doesn't mean anything either. But he goes out there and goes to India in a place where you're trying to make some money. You're trying to build some business. And you you have a quote-unquote Indian superstar there. Why not just lay down for him? You didn't do that. So that means he's slotted into a position where he may get a little more motion. He may even get the belt again. But I think we've seen the last of Jinder Mahal, quote unquote, in the mix.
1: All I know. All I know is that there's one thing that I'm pretty sure that I can guarantee. That's the one thing. And that is that no one is kicking out of the F5 until WrestleMania. Other than that, I can't I can't guarantee you anything. I can't even I've given up on this stupid prediction stuff. They just do whatever they want. It doesn't matter. There's no rhyme or reason. Hey, a year
5: of Jinder Mahal. Look, get him to WrestleMania. Have something halfway decent there. You know, it's a good wrap around. It's like Ellsworth lasting as long as he did. You know, obviously Gender's not going to be going anywhere. You know, they, they have a personality that has now been established. They have a, a cartoon character, a guy that can, you know, have some merchandise and, and, and be a, a character in the character's welcome world of the WWE universe and the USA Network. But, again, like I said, I don't know if we're really going to see Gender back up into the title mix or how we talk about him in in ways where we talk about Owens or Orton or AJ
1: Styles or Nakamura or anybody else. This person here says, since Evil and Sonata are still the never six-man champions and the tag league winners, oh, they are are the never six-man and the tag league winners, will they defend the titles at Cork and Hall before January 4th? Dunno. I don't know. Mm, maybe they'll defend the possible. titles twice on the Tokyo Dome show. We're going to find no. out, I believe, tonight. <laughs> I believe tonight, maybe in time for Wrestling Observer Radio. Maybe during Wrestling Observer Radio. It'll happen before the way Dave goes. Oh, I don't know. I've been there
5: know, many times is, when that fax machine goes nuts. Now, is it two hours after Raw on the East
1: Coast, do you say, or two hours after Raw on the West Coast? I think you just said two hours after Raw. So I presume mm. that would be the East Coast, so that would be in plenty of time. Absolutely. But if it's the West Coast, it wouldn't be in plenty of time. One way or the other, we're going to find out by the morning what the full card for the New Japan Tokyo Dome show is. So I can answer your question tomorrow. I once finished a show with Dave at
5: 7 o'clock Eastern time.
1: Yeah, you're out of your mind. I was. First says, Shout out to Jim Ross for putting over Matt Riddle and Filthy last week on his podcast. There you go. There you but go. Not us. Well, I mean, he's always you putting me either. over. I don't know about you. Yeah, not me at all. And, you know, we we could have talked about the Heisman Trophy. Congrats to OU. Preston says, I think we've all overthought Jinder's push. Is this just as simple as when Jinder changed his body, Vince saw world champion? Now that he's shrunk quite a bit, Vince doesn't see it anymore. Nah, the dude's still gigantic. I mean, that's, that's his physique has little to do with it. If he had a horrible physique, he probably wouldn't have been the champion. So, I'm sure it helped, but... The main reason, I mean, you know what it could be? It could be. It was several things. No, here's the thing. I'm, i got to make this quick, okay? Good. When Jinder won the title, and everybody was talking about Jinder, 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 Jinder. I got all of these emails and text messages from people in India who said, you know what the biggest stars are? The biggest stars are the biggest stars to the American fans. Guys like of all people, Triple H. And blah, 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 blah. And I asked a question. Why do you have to put the title on a jobber to make money in India? Like, why can't you just bring the brand to India? It's fine to have an Indian guy there, an Indian star, but he doesn't have to be the champion. What's the point? Like, why does this have to be done? Well, turns out, who was the biggest star when they went to India? It was Triple H. It was Triple H, who, by the way, last time I checked, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure, he ain't Indian. So they spent all this time trying to make an Indian star so they could draw better in India. And at the end of the day, weeks out, they had to cancel one show and they drew like a half house for the other show. So maybe Vince was just like, you know what? We don't need this guy as champion. It ain't going to work one way or the other. So let's just move on with our lives. That could be all that happened. Poor gender. And a waste of my life. Wrestling Observer Live.
7: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free, confidential debt review. 800-957-6063.
0: 800-957-6063. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: We're back here in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. On our board at WrestlingObserver.com, Dave just posted: According to those who would know, as of right now, the Brock story is a publicity stunt.
5: Boo!
1: Oh, man, that's too bad.
5: Nah. Now Antonio Tarver is still now the last, I believe, notable uh, fighter to a, or, or entertainer slash fighter. To appear in a in a Rocky movie, I'm very upset about this now. Very that hurts my feelings now. Although Brock would have been kind of old to be Ivan Drago's kid. Nah, yeah, come on, get out of here. Why? How old I guess what,
1: what year was that? Eighty six. When when did Rocky IV come out? The man who plays Ivan Drago, our main man Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. is sixty years old. That's so funny. he very easily could have given birth to Brock when he was twenty. That's true. How old is the Brock? Well, he wouldn't have given birth, but...
5: How old's Brock, 43? 40.
1: 40. So 20, okay. It's very, very possible. Now, Sage Northcutt, that's a different story. Don't think that one's happening. You think Sable would be in the movie? I highly doubt it. Oh, my God, Sage could be Brock's kid. Oh, God, I love it. All right, everybody, we're out of time here. Don't forget Raw is tonight, and we got a lot to... uh, to talk about tomorrow, Roman reigns Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins-Sheamus, Kane, and Braun Strowman all on the show tonight. we will be back later on tonight with Dave to recap it. Last night, new Wrestling Observer Radio, new Wrestling Observer Live for subscribers, as well as a Brian and Vinny and Filthy Tom Lawler show. All three of us recapping NWA and the Royal Rumble 2004, so check that out. And that's it. We're out of time. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody in the studio, callers and listeners, talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.